podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are whatever you're doing, and welcome to another post-conference presser. So I'm your normal host, Dave Davis, and in a in a true sort of freaky Friday, a bit of a Jamie Lee Curtis reference from the 80s maybe there for the older ones, we've gone full reversal. So I'm absolutely delighted to say that I've got as my guest in a reverse situation, Trev. Trev, how are we? <sighs> I'm good, man. Uh, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, but with my stupid, um, hectic personal scenarios, we haven't been able to do it. So I'm delighted to be able to do this and looking forward to chatting to you about the aftermath of City and um, Clapo's words today. Yeah, this will be good. Yeah, it will be interesting. And you're right, we probably have been trying to do this since uh, since Jamie Lee Curtis made that movie as well. So it's been a while. <laughs> but here, um, here we are, plenty to talk about. And interestingly, people plenty to talk about in what was actually a very short press conference today usually a, a good 20 minutes or so shaved off I'd say from the usual if, if that's the right phrase but we'll go through the normal so we'll talk about Klopp's comments we'll talk about unfortunately the clues we got from the Manchester City game if any we'll talk about the madness that is Chelsea and what Tuesday night will bring even their threats if possible We'll talk about the formation and the lineup, which could be anyone's guess at this rate, but we'll have a go. And then Trev will run the famous beat the host, trying to guess the score and scorer, which might be a short round, but we'll have to see at this rate. So, Trev, I mean, let, let's jump straight into it. Who's a very short, I've got to say that, very short press conference. There is an embargo later as well, we should say, people. So, half past 10 as usual. But not great in length, but some, some real snippets or quotes, I'd say, and naturally be out and are trended on social media, understandably, already. So we'll go through the, the sort of big topics that came out. I mean, the first one he was asked about was, understandably, completely understandably, the other sackings at the moment. So naturally, we've had Tony Conte go, Nagelsmann at Bayern, Rogers, and then Potter, actually, the last few days. So... An interesting response, Trev. He talked about almost a few platitudes here. The elephant in the room. He's the last man standing. You know, almost a sarcastic great when he was mentioned to him that he's the longest standing in the Premier League, you know, for for tenure. Um, He mentioned he liked and respected all of them, things you'd expect him to say, but the standard, these things can happen, it's football, etc., etc., when you look at it so far, because naturally this press conference, and we'll go into it a bit further, but th- there's a lot of questions being asked about Jurgen Klopp at the moment for various reasons through various sources. What are your honest thoughts on Jurgen Klopp in charge at the moment? Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch, 
and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Um, We, as the show's title might give the clue, got very raw about this specific topic uh, in the immediate aftermath on the show that I did with Dave and Mo Chatra. Um, I found myself getting more annoyed than I normally do. Uh, Dave and Mo were both uh, equally pissed off about various things as well. And sort of uh, the, the, uh, the elephant in the room, as he calls himself, was central to that chat about what, what exactly is happening there there with with this man who yeah. we owe so much to right we uh, th- th- this dave there's there's something wrong with an awful lot of people at the moment i don't know whether the last few years have warped people's ability to converse or engage in discourse i don't know what it is i don't know if it's some sort of post trump uh, psychosis i don't understand what it is but people can't seem to have a topic that they can debate without being ex- in one way or the other and yeah. if i feel like i should say to you uh well jürgen's been a remarkable um, impact on this club jürgen's been a culture changer a culture innovator I, I feel like i need to say that but you know what sod that everybody knows the esteem in which i hold jürgen klopp but the fact yeah. is at the moment the lad looks as lost as any of those players and I have an an element of empathy for the fella uh, because of the the big bank of 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 uh, well earned love that the guy's got. But I've also got a right as a fan to say, hmm, I I I am curious as to what's going on here, and it's very revealing, wasn't it, Dave? That later on we'll get to it. Um, they started hinting around the, the topic of how how safe do you feel, and he obviously feels quite bombproof he did joke that that the graham potter probably felt safe as well yeah but but but, but i do i do think the concept of of anyone calling for club's head is utterly daft and he has absolutely earned the right to try to do whatever is going to be done my issue with it dave is that i don't have any faith that the rebuild will happen on the scale it needs to happen and therefore it feels a little bit um i feel a little bit pessimistic about the whole thing as a result yeah, completely understandable, and I, I, I can't really, you know, try and debate those comments anyway. I don't think exactly how I feel. It almost seems that each day that goes by at Liverpool this season, the job for next year just gets bigger and bigger from the things you're witnessing. And yeah. probably like you, I just looking and, and the one thing I like, and this is strange to say, but I do like, he's clearly hurting you can see that in this press conference the way he's been you know it does affect him you know the way it it bugs all us would i say that for all the players i'm not right fully sure now to be honest trev at the moment the way i'm you know the what i'm seeing from some of them but 
maybe that's a different topic. But I think you're right. I think he's earned the right. He's got he's got an unbelievable amount of credit in the bank. It's not it's not inexhaustible. You know, it it, it does seem to be burning through it somewhat a little bit at the moment. So we're going to have to see. But yeah, let's give him for me all opinions in it. But give him the summer. Give him the money. Do I think he'll get that? That's a you know conversation we've been having a long time. But if anyone deserves the right, it's definitely Jurgen Klopp, and we'll see what happens with Tuesday coming up. I mean, they asked him on the the next point that that was mentioned in the conference around the Chelsea game because naturally they had to get around to that at some point. And as the journal that asked it said, the games do come thick and fast. So how are you going to turn it around so quickly? Deadly honest again, I'd say, Trev said, you know, we can't really work on the pitch in this short time, but from our discussions, the boys want to show a reaction. I'm trying not to be super cynical, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've heard this line a few times before about a reaction. Mm. I mean, do you honestly see it ahead of Chelsea? Are you going in with any optimism, would you say? That's probably what I'm most disappointed about in all of this, Dave, is that... You know, we can have a moan about it occasionally, but we're in a very, very, very fortunate position, um, you and I, to be able to sit down in front of a mic and talk about football and the team that we love and have um, an audience of people who are mostly appreciative of what we do and have that feedback. And it's general. Okay, occasionally I've been a bit cynical and I've been referring to it amongst my pals and stuff like that as just like a gig at the moment because it's not very enjoyable. Um, But that's not really the truth. The truth is that, you know, we are very fortunate. But as I think about these, what is it, 11 remaining games, it's hard to see it as anything more than clocking in and doing the thing um, because you you don't have a great amount of enthusiasm about where, if we had, for example, a bank of young lads who were just ready to go and we could say, right, let's unleash them for the rest of the season. And we could all enjoy collectively that experience. But, But instead we have... Fringe players in the first team squad, players who look a little bit ostracised in the first team squad, players who are tired and past their sell-by date in the first team squad, and a general sort of disillusionment, disenchantment, and a very patently obvious attitudinal thing on the pitch as well that's very hard to stomach. So it does seem like a little bit of a sentence. Now you're asking me, can we turn it around for Chelsea? I mean... There is literally no reason to believe that we can. There's not, there was nothing there from City that we can take away and go, well, if we get this right, or we get that right. The only thing that says we can is that we have been very uh, Jekyll and Hyde over yeah. the course of this season. So maybe we'll have one of those good nights. But then again, it's a way, isn't it? So then again, probably we won't. So <laughs> yeah. if, if, you, if, you're, if you're asking me, Dave, I think overwhelmingly, you know, with the potential of, not quite new manager bounce, but the the the, the intensity they're going to have. Um, yes, Jurgen can say that we have a desire to show reaction. He can say the boys are still good people. Um, he does insist there will be changes, but then he's very vague about what they might be. And honestly, what could they be? What exciting changes? And I'll just spin it back to you on this. What exciting changes could there be? Yeah, it's. In the nicest way, he talks about changes. So, right, cool, like you said, what changes? And then you start to look at even the bench for a City game about guys that are clearly going in the summer, you know, for whatever reason, whether their loan expires like Arthur or 
you know, they're probably going to work on the TikTok account like Alex Oxlade Chamberlain type of thing. So <laughs> I just, I like you, I'm just looking and saying, I mean, the only one I can think, and I mean this realistically, is, and we will come on to it a little bit, you know, the odd change in the forward, maybe the odd change of a defender, but but it's a smattering, Trev. It's not like you said, we're going to stick right. Let's stick a load of kids in and we're just going to get stuck in and we'll just get behind them in a mad sense till the end of the season. It's literally so hard to see it. And, and how many false dawns have we had? How many times have we heard we're going to see a reaction? How many times is it, is it going to be this? It's going to be that. There's been a break. Whatever. We've, I'm trying not to be cynical, but I know that's exactly what's coming out. We've heard all this before so many times, like you said. It's, it's literally, if any, a wild hope over any expectation. I, I can't really think of another way to describe, to, you know, describe it, to be honest, in all honesty, which is sad, but probably true. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. And when when you're thrashing around looking for reasons to be cheerful, um it makes you uh very open um for accusations from a certain um element of the online fan yeah. lot of being uh, one of these entitled lads. And um you know my take in this Dave, you're damn right I'm entitled. I'm a Liverpool fan. Of course I'm freaking entitled. And as a result, um, this is immensely disappointing. And that's the real that's the real thing that sticks in the craw is just this feeling, this nagging feeling that we've left a lot of trophies on the table yeah. uh, um, and left a lot of a lot of medals behind us for these guys. Uh, and and now when you look at you you I think you're spot on about it. Like when you look at what needs to be done earlier on, you said each week it seems to be getting more dramatic. It does, man. Each week the job needs doing in the summer seems to be becoming almost overwhelming to the extent that some people are saying is Jurgen this guy who's been so transformative mm. who's given us some of the best times of our life as a Liverpool fan is he the guy to do the rebuild that's where the questions are coming from so people are you know doing all sorts of mad calculations about who might come in but they're all doing them Dave based on some um I think utterly mythical notion of a of a transfer war chest. What what, what possible uh, evidence is there that we're going to get that? Yeah, it's an interesting one, and it's something that that I was almost thinking about again when he and the way I described this trap, the the question he was asked, he almost gave it was almost like a monologue, so to speak. It was a it was a long answer to questions specifically around you know. How do the owners see it? Because it was a, it was a natural link from a journal, a completely natural link based on you know what's been going on in the week with others, and I mean literally, let's just pull parts of this, you know, out bit by bit. So he said he was aware of the fact that I'm sitting here due to my past rather than this season. We have smart owners, but if you want to know why that's the case, it's best to ask them. He was asked as well, you know, he afraid. He was like, no, I'm not afraid in, in any way, but. Giving you know more information. I'm here to deliver, not as a not here as a talisman. I'm not here to have murals painted on the wall about me. Um, no, as a pastor, I don't like it, but it is what it is. You know, I'm I'm in no doubt about what my role is at all. We have to sort it. We can't just continue playing like we do. You know, like this from time to time. I kind of had a a kind of chuckle to himself about that as well. Again, I'm really disappointed, but it's happened. So we need to find a way out. I mean, 
he was also talking about it honestly that you know he he's in it for the long run he didn't mention in that you know i'm here to stay as well it was a if anyone hasn't seen it I, I would really recommend rather than taking my snippets watching it fully to give yourself full context but I, I, it was just such an interesting part and all the cameras were zooming in on him naturally, Trev, and understandably for this bit as well. Did you get a sense from that that snippet, maybe, if that's the right phrase? Has Jürgen now given up on some of these in a way? You know, almost that disappointed father type of thing. Is he ready to be ruthless at all? Did you take anything like that from that section? <laughs> I really wanted to. <laughs> I really wanted to. But... but... But Jurgen was was it was you're right it was quite it was quite cloppy and uh, the whole lot you know it was very he he was doing what you're referring to earlier on he was ch- throwing out these little you know almost staple phrases I'm fully in he said I'm here to deliver at one point yeah. he says uh, he did refer to the smart owners but honestly I thought that was a bit of a leading question and it was an interesting thing for me uh, it was almost like the journalist it, she had to repeat her question because cop didn't yeah. re- really quite get it and it seemed almost like a softball question like do you feel that because you're not getting sacked that uh, we have really smart clever owners who just understand football um it was a weird question. It was almost like FSG paid for the question. I I, mm. I, I, I was very surprised by it. Maybe it was just that the, the journal question didn't want to say, do you not think you're very fortunate that you're not gone the way of Tony Conte and 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 um, Graham Potter? Maybe that's yeah. basically it was her trying to talk around it. But he was very affable. You know the way he can be really sarky and pissed off? And he was really affable. Yeah. But, Part of me worries when he's like that, you see, Dave, because part of me thinks he's just this sort of shrugging the shoulders and who knows what's going on here, lads, kind of thing, almost like a Father Dougal attitude. He looks genuinely baffled by an awful lot. Like you said there, um, I'm really disappointed, but now we have to find a way out. Like, that's the thing we've been hearing all season from him, from Hendo, from Virgil, from Trent, from everybody, right? So they can find a way out at some point. So you know, I I would love to think that there were one or two little references there to bring it back to your to your specific question that he maybe might have hit a wall in terms of patience uh, this suggestion about making changes but here's where it gets complicated you saw like I did the quote that came out in the immediate aftermath of the match yeah. where he highla- highlighted the four players who had done well Fab Hendo um, Cody and Ali now only one of those is correct. So yeah. I, 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 again, I'm just, what, what game is Jurgen seeing at the moment? What thoughts is he having about? We've all been there, Dave. You can get your head frazzled. You can get turned around. You can get into a little echo chamber and start thinking certain ways. I just fear that maybe he's in there. So the ruthlessness that I'd like to see, I'm not sure it's going to come. And even if it did, like I said to you again earlier on, who does he get to come in? You know, that's the problem. We have the minute we have a squad that for various reasons is incredibly thin. So this sort of shock value of the of, of dramatic change, I, I, I can't see it happening. I could see perhaps a little bit of disillusionment, one or two senior players, but I would have thought two of those were two of the lads who he thought were, the, uh, you know, amongst the best performers on the day. Yeah. So uh, my optimism around that isn't as what it should be either, you know? 
Yeah, I, I'd agree. It's kind of, it was almost a abject, very affable response, as you said. I mean, normally when we're, we're flying, we're at our best. And in a good way, I do mean this in a good way, as I'm about to say it, there's a bit of bite to Jürgen's answers somewhat. You know, we'll be a bit snappy, but because he's in fighting mood, so to speak, now he just unfortunately looks a little bit beaten in one sense. And I think you, you're absolutely right. It's the first time it happens, we have a negative result this season. You think, yeah, you've got to buy into it. These boys have got enough credit. By the 20th time, who's actually listening? Who's actually believing? You know, you've, you've got to be the the eternal optimist, really, to, to sort of buy into it. I mean, the only thing that... Again, and this is hope a little bit more than, than expectation, but I am hanging my hat on it somewhat, is that he is talking like he knows he's going to be there in the summer. And just if he has a break, tread, maybe, let's see what happens, so to speak. Like you said, it hasn't got into his own head almost. Just a, a break in the sun, a few beers away, that type of thing. Go again in the summer. But, yeah, I don't I'm putting that down at hope than, than expectation at this stage. And it's interesting that you mentioned one of those players because VVD, I mean, the final point I took from the presser was that one of the, the journalists asked a good question because after the match, VVD had talked about, you know, we're going to have a, a serious meeting about this. And the journal asked about that. And understandably, he said he didn't want to talk about it. Kind of giggled when he answered it, Trevor, as well, didn't he? Yeah, we're having constant meetings, unfortunately, at the moment. So mm. I suppose I'd probably ask you, just as a general thing, because I'm starting to lose track or imagine, what do you think they actually talk about or do in these meetings that they supposedly <laughs> have in every week? <laughs> yeah, well, you see, it was what was it? Virgil's thing was uh, going to have to have some hard talk, right? Yeah. Um, and and then it just it seems as if Klopp didn't know what, what the journal was talking about. And as you say, yeah, almost chuckling as he said, there are constant meetings. Yeah, and and I mean that in and of itself is a horrific statement, really, isn't yeah. it? That the the, the the this lot are constantly. Uh, you know, uh, pulling pulling each other to one side and having these sort of stern chats about you need to do this, you need to do that. I mean, I in in terms of what the nature of these chats, are, I I don't doubt. Like like Jurgen said earlier on, I, I, it was one of the quotes I picked out. The boys are still good people, right? The, this is what I think people can be very reactionary. Things are not going well, and it's very frustrating, but. Andy Robertson just didn't suddenly become some sort of lad who doesn't give a shit, or yeah. or or in, in this, you, this, you could say the same about Jurgen himself, or or um, Bobby Firmino, or any any one of those uh, players who people are looking at and raising their eyebrows and going, "What's happening with you, lad?" They haven't suddenly fallen off a cliff in terms of um, the the lads that they were, and we can see that you know. It, the, the togetherness that we perceived in this group before doesn't seem to be there on the pitch. Yeah. But, 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 but that's probably very understandable when you've got all these high achievers uh, who've been sickened, man. Like, let, let's be honest. How how difficult must it be for an Andy Robertson or a Virgil Van Dijk to have to endure the fact that in the prime of their careers when they've gotten themselves to a club with the, the with some of the best footballers in the world and the, one of the best managers in the world, that they have to look over the road and see Manchester freaking city uh, with all their 
cheating advantages and think I should have eight more medals than I do, you know, or say Real Madrid with all their obvious advantages as well and think, Christ, I should have two more Champions League medals. That must be really, really difficult. And I would say that alongside Jurgen, it probably comes to a point where they're having this sort of like chuckling attitude that he's having when they're going, okay, we're going to have to sort this. We just have to, you know, and they're probably just shouting platitudes at each other because they're probably, they probably can't understand why this is happening. And I'd say it's just the, the, the relentlessness of the, of the effort that they've been putting in at such a high level, the attainment that they've, they've, they've been achieving at such a high level in terms of points per game and all that kind of thing. That's going to take a a really heavy toll if it does not result in, proper rewards you know psychologically and then you add on humiliation dave of being taunted by the likes of wolves or brighton as you said again and again and again this season i'm sure those guys are just looking at each other and they're just saying words i think everybody needs a reset uh, and the, the the squad patently needs a savage amount of new blood hello I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. You know, new voices, new personalities, and people have spoken about about the, the even in the management setup there for, for Jurgen to get some new people around him there too. So it just feels like I said right back to the start of the show. What what could they be saying to each other really in these meetings? Except you know, like I say, just empty platitudes. You know, because um, it, it really feels like we're limping to the end of of of, of the season and and. That the the evidence for that was very much there in the second half against City. Yeah, it's it's just so bizarre because the other thing I I took from that he says you know we we constantly be having these meetings with a with a bit of a chuckle almost in that I took two things from that number one like he doesn't believe in them himself otherwise why would you be almost doing it in a jokey manner considering the season he has like oh yeah we're just gonna have a, a meeting for meeting sake type of thing and then the second thing I thought Trev was like, if you are having all these meetings. How many times, probably Jürgen, understandably, I mean, it, it, listen, he's had a shocker at the, of the season. Let me caveat that before, you know, I, I go into this point. He's had a stinking season as well for various reasons. But at the same time, if you've had these meetings, you, you know, you've had the same chats, the players done them between them, with you, whatever it may be. If they're not doing it, you know, the way you want them to, at which time for all the talk of, uh, you know, I'm not too loyal... I think people would respect Trev if he made a massive shock. And I, I'm not sort of naming names right now. But you know, if the next game, even like Chelsea, 
two of the people you think were nailed on to start were on the bench or something like that, or you know, one was left out of the squad. And we, we can all speculate on who that is till the, till the cows come home, but that type of thing sometimes does just jar a reaction because if you keep saying it's not acceptable as well. Okay, well, if it's not acceptable, why do we essentially keep seeing the same team, bar the odd change here and there, coming yep. out time and time again? If it's not acceptable, what are the consequences of putting in a not acceptable performance? Because at the moment, I'm really struggling to see any correlation between a not acceptable performance and the manager doing something about that. You know, when these meetings where they're chatting about it and they're having the discussion to again say it's not acceptable. Okay, what's the consequence? Because in any other course of work, if you keep doing things that's not acceptable, you know, Trev, something's going to happen to you, isn't it? You know, usually involving HR or some big change for you that way, shall we say. So it does just feel a bit bizarre, you know, to keep hearing about these meetings. And it's almost sad to sort of end this bit on this section, but it would really surprise us if we heard of a few more again. Is it, you know, we lose another one or we've had a meeting. We lose another one or we've had a meeting. Like, great. Well, here's the thing, guys. Just send each other an email. Just save us all the job in the nicest way. And over and there type of thing. And that is terrible to say because that is ultimately cynical. But, yeah, it's just a... A short press conference, you know, and we would really employ you to listen to, you know, especially those comments from Klopp, because you can always take what we say out of context, but plenty in a very short time. And I don't really want to do this, Trev, but we've got to, as per the format, we've got to revisit, as you called it, the 4-1 hammering at the Etihad. You know, we it's incredible still think we were level in the first half because we were absolutely hopeless in the second half, despite... Mo Salah, you know, notching the open opener. And I know you talked about this on Raw, so I'm probably opening, you know, old wounds a little bit, so to speak. But on his thoughts, even now, later on on a Tuesday, or Monday, sorry. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, it is a very cathartic experience to do that show and you do get to get stuff off your chest. Although, apparently, according to one chap there today, I um, I, I just simply agree with Dave all the time or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. I just, honest to God, you know, what What are, what are people listening to? Anyway, whatever. Um, I just happen to, I happen to agree with the fella an awful lot of the time, especially um, when we're uh, in, in the wake of a pretty embarrassing, I, I would say, actually, to be fair, I would say I went further in terms of some of the strength of my language than either of the two lads um, on the show, because I, I, I was, it's humiliating, man, is what it is. Yeah. It's humiliating. Yeah. I, I, I watched that with uh, my best pal, who's a City fan, and um, it was it was just horrible. It was just a horrible experience. I Like, this lot, he just kept saying things like, Wow, this is not like I don't understand what's happened to you. It's been it's such a fall off. It's such a falling away from where you were, yeah. and you know all you can do is keep nodding your head. So in terms of just honest thoughts, honest reaction, it's it 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 keeps going this way with me. It goes from anger and 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 irritation and 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 those kind of feelings in the immediate aftermath to. Uh, you know, I, I don't know a better way to put it. I'm just a bit sad, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. Yeah. It's just like, oh, God, really? And, and, and you know, I, I'm not one for, you know, I'm not one for shouting the odds about what players we should be getting. I'm not really one for being forensic about the money. I would just rather 
that we hadn't made a bollocks of what was a wonderful situation through what appears to be, I think, obvious to most humans, neglect. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of just simmering, Dave, and I think I'm going to be until between now and the end of the season, regardless of results. I don't know if you can relate to this feeling, man, but you know when things have been going pretty badly and we score and then we score again and you just go, yeah, fuck it, yeah, great, yeah, whatever. You just, you, you just, I, I can't even celebrate it because it's just like, yeah, okay, well, get another one. You know, that kind of way, that's where yeah. I am now. I, I have... They've battered away um, my my um, my enjoyment uh, um, 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 receptors to such an extent that it's just uh, it, it's it's robotic engagement with the with the whole thing at the moment until we we're all in sort of limbo until whatever changes happen and 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 honestly I don't see that changing between now and the end of the season I know you you want to talk about um, the idea of players that that may have a redemption story. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you cue that one up, but um, I think you can probably guess where I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and again, it's, it, it's so hard to sort of contrast that with any positives. I mean, I agree that there was a bit of anger, this anger, disappointment, but I think more than anything, just people are, and this is generalizing a bit, Trev, but I think you've seen a lot of reds just switching off to the team at the moment. The kind of well, if you're not going to be asked, why should I be that invested in it? Type of thing, yeah, you know. When yeah. It, but yeah. If I'm getting right into it, if I'm giving it my all, what's this going to do to me? Type of thing. Because when a team is, you know, half-assed, and I've got to say this, these are my honest thoughts. The minimum you expect is they give everything for the shirt. That is absolutely the right thing to expect. Did I watch that game and think everyone's giving everything? You know, trying hardest. I think a lot of them just gave up, Trev, to be honest, you know, a weak mentality. And I think, to use your phrase, I was a bit embarrassed, you know, by part of it. I, I can't debate that in any other way. And I, I've got City friends as well, and they were kind of, it says it all that the one thing you don't want from them, this is what winds you up, is pity. But that's what they were giving you, so to speak. Like, wow, you are you are crap, aren't you? Like, sorry to see what's happened to you. Type. Like, that's from city yeah. people as well. You know, that yeah. that says it all. It really does. And, yeah, it, it was hard to feel anything else. I kind of get the feeling that Jürgen had that as well. Again, he's, he has to measure it in front of the cameras, but not acceptable. You know, he does it again. He said he didn't really have any explanation for it. But... There's a part of me, would have, this is childish, this is utterly pathetic myself, Travis, I'm about to say it, but I'm just going there. There's a, there's a part of me would almost respected it if I'd have heard there was just a big fight in the changing room afterwards, if that makes sense. You know, punches were thrown, Klopp, you know, Klopp had called some people a few times. I don't understand that. There's at least a bit of passion, fight, reaction. It's not the right thing to say, it's the right, not the right thing to do, but Christ almighty, there was absolutely zero fight in that second half and to you but, long story short embarrassing wasn't it like wasn't it summed up beautifully dave in that little sort of um that little moment where guardiola's celebrating like an imbecile uh and then starts trying to wind up um uh, Simicus and Arthur yeah. uh, lo- looking for a reaction from them holding his hand out like they're, he's going they should high five him or uh, you know uh, talking into their faces I, 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 I don't understand how little was made of that because I think that's beyond provocative 
And yeah. you talk, you talk about how you'd like to have heard that there was maybe one or two digs thrown in the in the in the dressing room because at least it would indicate that they care. Um, similarly, I I'd have given anything for Simicus just to push him away or even better chin him because it was just you know that it, for me that was just that was a lovely sort of metaphor for our sort of humiliation our yeah. sort of our sort of limp acceptance of the fact that we're not going to win here it was just oh god really the lack just uh, it just it just sort of signified a lack of heart and i know it's been probably being hard on simicus and arthur but uh, they're not the ones necessarily who who are clearly um uh, misbehaving there but uh, it, it, it their lack of reaction was just i thought just yeah. indicative you know of 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 that of the overall sort of limp insipid sort of display the, the weirdest thing I thought about that and the, the shaking hands, you're right, I'm astonished not more was made of it, is I think back to one from last season and even one from this season on a lesser scale trip. Last season, if you remember that, when Arsenal came to visit, and do you remember it was kind of quiet until Mikhail Arteta kicked off on the sideline? Yeah. The clock went ballistic. And what happened was, all of a sudden, both benches were in it and the crowd went absolutely wild off the back of that. You know, there was literally like a, I was at that game, there was a wall of sound and it was me, for me, the catalyst of why we won 4-0. That whole incident, you know, fight lifted, everyone's up for it. This season as well, the only thing I can think that we've even shown close to that is, do you remember when Robbo was laughing in Pickford's face in the derby and then there was a bit of shoving, wasn't there, handbags and even then there's still like, there's a few gifts and memes about it, isn't there, of a, Simicast and Darwin charging down, you know, the touchline ready to get involved. I would have loved that on Saturday. I thought, you know, if we'd done that and someone had done a bit of a shove, all benches in, because then at least I believe we were fighting Trev. You know, we were up for it type of thing. But yeah, I think it was yeah. just synonymous that, like you say, a bit of a smile, no one reacted, Jürgen's silent. <laughs> Flipping Arthur shakes his hand and has a smile and a chat with him like, dear God, is this what, you know, where we are now? But that is the reality type of thing. So, yeah, already, uh, the final note on that. Sad. God, it's just getting sadder as this goes on, but we will plough on anyway. And the, we normally ask in this segment, and I, dear God, I can't really. We normally look at the last performance and say, has anyone played their way in or has anyone played their way out? I mean... Christ, we can just forget the first word in that. I mean, is there anyone that you're looking at that game and thinking it's criminal if they start against Chelsea? I mean, there are only so many options, like you said, when we look at the bench. But is there any any you thinking like they have to be dropped type of thing at all? I don't like to say it, but but Jota is just is just wildly ineffective at the moment. It's a was it nearly a calendar year since he scored? And yes, we understand there are injuries and all the rest of it, but he just doesn't look like scoring. He doesn't look yeah. a, even a shadow of the lad that he was. Um, for me, that's one. Another one for me is please, please, for the love of God, stop playing Harvey Elliott in midfield, play a midfielder in there. Um, that would be another one. Uh, I don't need a VPN, I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. 
As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. I I honestly I've I've lost the I've lost the ability to articulate how frustrated I am with what what the captain's doing on the field but it's such yeah. a it's such a polarizing thing that you know even amongst my pals at work who are reds half of them agree half of them so violently disagree that they actually get almost a bit aggressive about it and again it's that thing i was saying early on can we not just talk about what we can actually see and give opinions and even if they don't agree with each other then we can just have a sensible discussion but it's it's such yeah. a it's such a a divisive topic um, that I honestly think it's half the reason why you get an occasional negative comment like the one I mentioned, you know, because people just don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear anything yeah. bad. Um, but for me, there's there's no way the fella should be playing. Um, Fabinho wasn't a whole lot better, if we're being honest, but Thiago's not ready to come back. And right. and Diaz is not ready to come back. We we, we found out from, from Jürgen. Um, either um, and and realistically we probably won't see either of them for arsenal either so the the it's 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 back to the 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 very shallow swimming pool in terms of the defense i mean none of those lads look like it the, the the horrible thing is dave and again this is back to squad mismanagement on a spectacular level we decided to be smart um smart little boys and by a kid from Scotland who is highly promising as the cover for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Said yeah. kid has had a nightmare, and as a result, there is nobody to challenge him except Jimmy Miller. Now, I would not be surprised to see Jimmy Miller starting at right back. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean? That's the type yeah. of chain. I'd say Trent could be the scapegoat here. Uh, and, you know, it's not like he was on his own there in terms of being bad defensively, so... That's the only. I think if there was going to be a big name sacrifice, just the way the season is going, from one or two of the things you might pick up in terms of of, of gestures and expressions and stuff like that, maybe Trent might be the one sacrificed to make a point. Uh, and I don't think that'd be necessarily fair. Jota for me is just thoroughly ineffective. So anyone, hopefully Darwin will be back for that. But in terms of anyone who just like held their hand up, you're dead right. There was nobody. There was nobody. Uh, apart from yeah. the goal, apart from the goalkeeper, who's just uh, on a different level, I'd say. Imagine how frustrated that fellow is. Yeah, he's just. It's like you said. The one thing you go back to is when when Klopp named the four that were okayish, and were like, well, was he watching the same game? You know, like if anything, yeah, Allison completely agree. God, Christ knows where we'd be this season if we didn't have Allison. And then the second one you're thinking is. Mo Salah, you do remember he scored for you, you know, broke another uh, away record type of thing, you know, and, and seemed almost 
to be attacking on his own, I'd probably say at times. And it wasn't Salah's best game by any means, but I just looked at it and I thought, bar Alisson and Salah, I, I keep thinking of it like you, is it, is it scapegoat? But then the other part of me starting to say, and, and this sounds strange like I'm bipolar, but the other part of me starting to grow louder is scapegoat, but is it? You know, could, could any of those, if they were dropped, really argue too much? And like you said, Trevor, I could go across that back line. If Robbo was dropped, Trent, even VVD and Canate, would anyone be able to really get in the manager's face and say, this is a joke? Struggling to see it right now. Like you said, the midfield is just, Christ, there are just no options. And, you know, people are even talking now, I've seen it today on Twitter, as in, you know, Arthur, like, this guy hasn't played a Premier League minute and now you want to throw him in against Chelsea like that. But that's, you know, it's not that far-fetched. Like you said, Jota, I mean, Christ, not scored for 30 games now. And he's got a number of assists in that time. I'm not debating that. But the guy's not scored for 30 games. But then, like you said, Bobby looks miles off it when he comes on. <sighs> yeah, it's... Uh, they'll, bar two they'll all be lucky to keep their shirt for Chelsea's game. And they might just be that way because of necessity. So, yeah, we'll probably move it on before he gets too too fast gone. But, I mean, Chelsea, Trev, we, you know, we love Chelsea. Let's be honest, in one bizarre way. We hate the club, but we love the drama and the story around it. We've loved Sweeney Todd. We love the transfers. And now he's pulled the trigger on Graham Potter. And, I mean, there's talk now that the... The amount he's paid around the 20 million mark will only be surpassed by the compensation potentially to the team, which is absolutely crazy when there's all the links around FFP and the transfers, what that might mean. So Bruno is, you know, his assistant is now the caretaker manager for this, you know, on the back of a, a 2-0 defeat to Villa at home. I mean, they are absolutely insane in one way if you think we're bad Chelsea are just insane at the moment by their very nature I mean I think you'd have asked you this question because there are about 67 different options I mean are there any of their players that you're actually worried about or thinking we just need to keep an eye on them if we even can come Tuesday night at all you it's funny you say that because my take on it would be actually all of them and the reason I say that is you know, they all have this um, fresh slate now, right? So yeah. they, 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 everybody has that um, opportunity to to improve. Um, and it's such a wildly talented squad. As you say, the amount of combos that could go, go up against you, everyone from the much sought after and missed out upon Enzo Fernandez to... The likes of, uh, you know, fellas with something to prove, like Sterling, uh, you know, or imagine Dave if Conor Gallagher gets a game and does well <laughs> yeah. after all the stories during the week. Um, it, it, someone like Koulibaly will be looking to 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 make sure that. Hang on, I, I used to be one of the biggest names in Europe, and it's time right. for me to be that again. There, they have it's they just it's such. It's such a deep bench that they have in terms of talent. It's outrageous that they are where they are. Obviously, Kai Havertz is probably the pick um, and a kind of a lad who could do anything uh, on his day. Um, you'd be anxious to see 
Mason Mount put in a respectfully bad performance if he's going yeah. to be coming to Liverpool. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 without without wanting to without wanting to sound too um, in any way dismissive of of the of of a, in terms of a specific question, it just feels like li- literally any of them, Mudry could just turn around and have a game of his life, right? And they have this new platform and they have this new ability to to be assessed now by somebody different and it, it, it's a real worry for me that because the only hope you'd have i know there's a little bit of continuity in terms of it's not a complete change of 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 of, of behind the scenes in terms of bruno taking over but i just i'd, I'd be a little bit concerned that so many of them are hanging around there with points to prove, and they're patently good footballers, man. Obviously, they've had a falling yeah. off. They've been worse than us, which is quite something to say. But so much talent there. There's so many reasons for a team playing like we are at the moment to be genuinely, yeah. genuinely nervous about these. I've seen people say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll beat these and uh, we'll beat Arsenal. And I'm like, what are you basing that on? Seriously, what are you basing that on? Yeah, exactly. And... It's not, people will quote it as the the new manager bounce. And I know there's not a a new manager in place, but sometimes, exactly as you said, the old manager leaving just frees the shackles off certain players as well. You know, whether it be the system, his style, whatever, it would not surprise you one little bit if certain players come to life. And the other thing I'm always thinking, in typical, typical Chelsea style, he's been out most of the season, but because we're playing Liverpool, you know Angolo Kante is back for this game and you know he will have an absolute worldie and be man of the match because that's just what he does. So will Kovacic. He's always immense against us. So it'll be a typical Chelsea game. And like you said, would it surprise you whatsoever if the players that almost in a similar way to us have been lambasted by the support, they just now feel free. And all anyone will then put that down to is, ah, it was Potter. It was Potter with Straiton and type of thing. Whereas we know that's not always the case, but we know how players react sometimes to a, the new manager bounce or even the old manager just leaving. So like you said, it's it's a dangerous time to be playing them. And being truthfully honest, Trev, I wish he was still in charge for this. Because then on the back of that sort of, you know, 2-0 defeat, I wish he was still there. So there'd still be those nerves. There'd still be those talks. I would feel a lot more confident. But... He's not, and yeah, why, why we've got certain fans, and I, it's not digging out people, because I kind of love the optimism, optimism, I wish I had it in one way, but why people are making that summary that this is a great time to play them, and then we're going to take it into Arsenal, love the optimism, but hard to see it, I mean, moving on to, to our bit, Trev, because I mean, you, you've called it, honestly, I like the way, like the way you're thinking it's same for me, like, why we continue to try this Harvey Elliott in midfield experiment, question marks around Jota and other things. I mean, it is threadbare. There aren't many options, but looking at the formation and lineup that you think you might adopt for Chelsea, where does your mind go to, in all honesty? Uh, honestly, I think he'll probably leave it unchanged at the back, with the exception, I think, of the potential for Trent to be the high-profile um and it would feel a bit like scapegoating, I have to say, um, because because I, I, you know, I I thought I thought Virgil, I thought the previous iteration of Virgil would have stopped two of their their goals, yeah. um, 
uh, I'm not. It's not necessarily that he was at fault. I'm just saying he was. He 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 he's he was so much more effective uh, than he has been this season. And I, I, looking across the back line, I I, I struggle to see. Maybe maybe Simicus comes in for Robbo, um, yeah. and, and and that's the the, the high profile uh, chopping chopping block change there in terms of midfield. Fab will start. Um, I I don't know where Curtis Jones was because he apparently went yeah. away and did quite quite well with, with England. Um, he can't get a sniff of the squad. Um, Kater's injured, isn't he? Right. So what what yeah. what? What options are there? Harvey Elliott has played every game. Is there anything to suggest that he won't again? So say they're, they're two. Say Fab and Harvey Elliott are two. Well, Jurgen thought the captain was one of his four best performances. Yeah. The midfield, the midfield will stay the same, Dave. And and then I'd say Jota goes out for Darwin, and that's it. I think it's as simple as that. I think it's it's it, it'll be um, Mo and Darwin and um, oh, who's the obvious person? I'm, I'm forgetting there. Uh, yeah. Gakpo, um, who was another one of Klopp's leading lights that he saw. So I, I think it's going to be, like you said earlier on, sort of essentially the same team. There's the potential for one or other of the fullbacks to get chopped, I think. You could look perhaps at one of the centre halves getting the chop, but I doubt it. And I'd say the midfield, much to everybody's eye rolling, will remain the same. That would be my take. Yeah, as a, again, it's way wishing I could sort of challenge this, but I do think I might I might be wrong, but I'd probably bet good money that one of the fullbacks cops it. And, and being honest on this, understandably, I thought they were both terrible for for different reasons. I just have a sneaker for Rob um, Robertson coming out and Simicast coming in, just based on the first goal. We saw Klopp going absolutely ballistic at Robbo on the bench, you know, for that first goal. So. And then he did. He came off later on as well. So I've just got a sneaker, but you know, if, if it's Trent for even Milner or Gomez, would that surprise me? You know, if, if one of the centre backs, it wouldn't surprise me that you know they struggled to make a case to keep the shirt more than anything. But again, I think it'll just be one similar to you. Yeah, the the midfield's probably again, like you said, Klopp's comments are so telling. Fab and Hendo were two of the four, you know, okayish. So I struggle to see, especially with the lack of options, anyone replacing those two. The the only thing I'm thinking, Trev, possibly, and I don't don't say this with real belief, I've got to be honest, is do those two stay and Harvey Elliott goes out? Because he does like Jota, you know, you know, whatever happens, I think he is a, a big Jota fan, and understandably for certain reasons. But I just wonder if Harvey drops out, Darwin goes in and it's a four, two, three, one. That's just what I think he might do. Do I do I say that with conviction or belief? Limits. I still say it that whichever way you chop it up, bar Allison and bar Mo Salah, every one of those is lucky to keep their shirt if they do, and most likely will for the Chelsea game. But we will have to see come Tuesday night what happens. And the final question, and I'd probably say it with a sense of trepidation, Trev, but we ask everyone to, to be the host, and the guest always gets a shot to go first. So... Your prediction for the final result and Liverpool's first goal scorer. Well, I'm, I'm going to go against myself and 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 uh, go 
against my sort of inherent pessimism that I'm feeling about the remainder of the campaign and say that it might be one of these Jekyll and Hyde nights because it's badly needed. Um, and um, you'd like to think that that it's within this group. So I think it might be a narrow 2-1 uh, win for us. I can't see us not conceding. Um, and we might just do enough to score twice. In terms of the result, I think that's the way it's going to go. It's, it's an optimistic shout, but there you go. Uh, and in terms of first scorer, well, who can back against Mo Salah? I know I'm probably stepping on your toes there, man, but like he's the only one who looks like he can do, actually do the job. I think Darwin Nunes is in with a shout as well because something there might be something quite freeing about the, the fact that there's literally... Let's be honest, there's almost nothing left to play for. Fourth is such a long shot now. Um yeah. that it might be a little it might be a little bit freeing for some of them. So I if, honestly it's it's a tight one between Mo and Darwin for first scorer for us. You, do you know what, Solid, just to be a bit different, I'll go with Darwin. Fair enough. Yeah, it's to to be honest, when we normally have this section, as people will know, it is limited because if, if it's not Mo, the other person's going Darwin, isn't it? Because the only two that look like getting anything for us at a large part of the season. So, result wise, I think whichever way you dress it up for all the talent on show and all the money, this is a proper eighth versus tenth turgid clash. And I think it'll be a turgid 1 1 with little to show for either team, almost just just accepting a draw and moving on, trying to finish the season both sides. And just because, and I'm saying this with absolutely zero belief and zero sense this will happen, but just because you've said it, Trev, I'm going to go Diogo Jota to score our job. Absolutely zero belief whatsoever. It's like... It's like that guy who's had five pints, then convinces himself, you know, Canate at 50 to 1 as the opening score is worth a point type of thing. So, yeah, 1 1 and a wild jotter to finish it off. But God knows, people, we have absolutely no idea what Liverpool will serve up. But the only final thing it leaves me to say is in a true Freaky Friday reversal, Trev, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you as a guest pal. We don't get to do this too often, do we, in all honesty? We don't, and it's it's thoroughly enjoyable. I always like it when I'm freed up to just uh, offer my opinions without having any responsibility for how the flow of the show goes. So uh, fair play to you for asking, and hopefully I'll be able to do it again before the end of the season, and we'll hopefully be a bit more upbeat because things will have turned around a little uh, between now and then. Yeah, absolutely. So we only leave you people with little expectation, a blind hope, and we will see what Tuesday night brings. So thank you for listening. Take care. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.